you know what? This is a beautiful Wednesday where the vibes is right. I think the lighting is good. I think the glow is right for everybody. Uh, let's just go go ahead and clap it up for all my beautiful black people in the room right now. Uh, let's go ahead and clap it up. Uh, it is your boy Tune in the building. It is your girl Sierra Danielle. And it's your boy Famous Phillips. And you know, I want to say that this is a very special occasion because I don't know if you guys know, but this is our very first guest of 2020. We have not had a guest since we've crossed over into the do, into the new decade. So we'll go ahead and clap it up for that. Uh, I don't I don't want to say too much because our audience is very familiar with her because she's not new to the show. But uh, let's go ahead and clap it up for Maya, man. What's up? What up, Maya? Hey, I did not know I was the first guest of 2020. That's a yeah, yeah. It's it's damn near half the year, but you know, coronavirus and you know, we, we it's just been a little while uh this past year. But Maya, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to chop it up with y'all. You know, there's plenty to talk about. So You know, the Make America Trap Again series, I think, has been a very good one and has done very well in the in the show. So uh I'm super happy for you to be on this week. Um so I can't wait to get to it. Um, I want to get to everybody's weekend, though. Uh, how was everybody's weekend? Sierra, we'll start off with you. How you feeling? How was your past weekend? Um, my weekend was pretty good. I did a lot of schoolwork because, you know, okay. I'm in grad school. Yeah. Getting that MBA. And, you know, one of my classes is really hard. Um, it's a managerial finance class. Mm. And this is the side of business that I really don't want to know that much about but I, it's good information to have like this is like an, it's like a managerial, managerial accounting class where you have to learn different business types how to do financial statements and stuff like that it's good to know but it's not exactly what I want to do but I feel like I would need to know it to learn how to run a business um, yeah. and that class is really hard very hard that sounds like my nine, that sounds like my nine to five right there. Goodness gracious! Yes, but other than uh, that, it was just that's what it was—just work and yeah. rest and work. I'll go to the I'll go to the other lady in the room, Ms. Maya. How was your weekend? Oh, my weekends are pretty boring now, obviously, because DC is either on lockdown or yeah, I would have gone are now closed, which is crazy. So, so during this whole quarantine time, have you done anything at all? Were there did you have plans that were coming up in 2020 that were canceled because of COVID? Or yeah, so like right when everything first started shutting down was literally the week of spring break, that middle week of March. And mm. so we were supposed to go to Las Vegas, you know, it's my first time out west, outfits uh. were planned, tickets were purchased, brunch was booked. And then we were supposed to leave on Tuesday. I think we ended up canceling like that Friday before, like. Damn. Damn. But after that, I just been sitting still, chilling. I pull yeah. up with my friends, maybe and drink, but that's about it. It just seems like DC is on super shutdown right there. It's super, and we super. should be. Yeah. Should be. yeah. They do have to go alcohol, stuff like that, but as yeah. far as opening up, which, by the way, I was down in Texas, guys, and I don't know if you know, certain regions do have apps that will deliver alcohol to you at the crib. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that is like, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not in our area, but that's a super dope concept. Uh, famous, man. How was your weekend? Weekend was great. Um, as you know, you were there. We had like a bridal party. Uh, yeah, yeah. An announcement for all of our grooms and bridesmaids and hosts. Your boy yes. Nicholas Hensley will be our host for the. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You, you, you know what? Let's go ahead and clap it up on top of that, man. You know what? And guess what? As a host, I didn't mean to cut you off, Calvin, but it is a very special <laughs> occasion. 
as the hostess, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and break this down. One, I need to, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's the one. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's number one. But number two, I did want to celebrate because I did get this beautiful bottle of Ciroc. Yes, that sir. I, that I have not opened, that I'm going to open just here on the show as we go along. I'll be sipping out of it because- Are we drinking? Yeah, yes, we are. So if you have something, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can pull up. I got oh, okay. the Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I'm going to open it up here on the show. And um, I just want to say, Calvin, thank you for letting me be a part of this finally famous journey. Maya, Maya, said, Maya, Maya said, hold on one moment. <laughs> Maya went to go grab her little sippy sip. But yeah, Calvin, I don't want to interject, man. Talk about the time, bro. Cal, don't um, you so, be sippy sipping because you're driving. No, no. Yeah, I'm going to wait till I get to the crib and I, I'll, I'll grab a drink as soon as I get to the crib. But um, yeah, like, you know, I think it'll be a good experience. We had really good vibes. We had cupcakes and mimosas. Um, spiked mimosas. We, yeah. we had Nick on the, uh, the cranberry mimosa, the, uh, <laughs> the crown cranberry mimosa, boy. That's, I, I was a little saucy. A little, a little saucy. <laughs> I was a little saucy. I think everybody in there was pretty turned up at one point in time. Yeah, but what'd you say? I said, are y'all embracing mimosa culture? Because I know, I feel like at first it was like, oh, mimosa, like that's mimosa is that's so girly. Now it sounds like the fellas mimosas. Hey, mimosa daddies out here. I can't, I can't, I can't really mimosa say daddy. I never, hey. I never thought that mimosas was like a masculine drink. But yeah. I never had a problem drinking anything. I'll drink whatever. Like, listen, listen, listen. That's going to be my new at name, Mimosa Daddy. I'm putting that in my bio. <laughs> and like, like, like Champagne Poppy, I'm going to be Mimosa Daddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like Calvin said, I was at the uh, bridal party over the weekend. Uh, super excited for that. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I went to two cookouts on Saturday. Actually, so that was pretty cool. Shout out to uh, they, they know who they are that they listen to the show. Uh, but other than that, that was pretty my weekend. Um, oh, as I far had a fashion show, a photo shoot this weekend too. Oh, yeah, the That's photo shoot, cool. nice, yeah, nice. Oh, and I submitted my COVID test this weekend. Oh, you did? Oh, no, uh, so results. I, I I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, that, boy, that boy out here walking out here with the road. We was hanging Two. out. We was drinking yesterday. I'll let you know my results, though. So. Yeah, I'll let you know. You know, you can get tested for the antibodies. It's like 50 bucks. You get tested to see if you've had it. Bro, bro, bro. I, I, get, I, get free, I get free yeah. tests. So and, and, and wait, wait, wait. And, and, and there is free testing available, I think, even with or without insurance right now. Now, don't quote me on it. But I'm pretty sure there are testing sites out there that will be do, like that do it for free without you having to spend any money that will test for both that will test for whether you got it in the antibody. So just checking your local area, wherever you may be at, you know, what I'm saying um, outside of that, any pop culture related news, I, you know, over the day I saw a headline and obviously when I see shit online now, I just think it's fake automatically. I saw Meg was shot. Now yeah. I was like, now nah, there could be only one Meg. That like it's only one Meg that I know that's popping right now that anybody can be talking about that was shot and it was Meg yo she really got shot like what the fuck where did, like where did she get shot apparently she was with Tory she she was with Tory so Lanez right Tory Lanez and someone started shooting at them to shoot her trying to shoot her he pulled out his gun started shooting back and he got arrested for having a gun and I was like bro but bro. did you see her producer tweeted and was like at Tory Lanez counter Count your fucking days <laughs> oh, and if you look at her Whoa. best friend Kelsey made a statement and was like people are suspecting that I shot Meg I wasn't the one with the gun 
So to me, that's like, okay, but. Wait a minute. This I don't know. Strong? Like she was pointing <laughs> towards, I didn't like pull it, but I know who had it. Like, you know, it just. Yeah, it just and yeah. if my best friend did some shit like that, like get, we, get, we throw our hands. Cause if you knew who shot me and you weren't trying to tell me, then that's a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. If somebody shot, uh, if somebody shot Cal while I was in the car, and y'all niggas knew, hey, we riding. <laughs> hey, hey, we riding <laughs> out west. <laughs> we riding somewhere. Uh, some other things that happened over the weekend. I know we have been discussing in pre-production that we Nick Cannon, uh, Viacom, let him go. Any quick points on that? You guys want to say anything that you want to touch on about that? I need to see the whole clip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the consensus around the room. We don't know too much about what Nick said. Uh, It's unfortunate that he got let go of Viacom. This is the part that'll be interesting to me. I don't know if Nick owns any part of Wildin' Out. I don't know what type of ownership he has. He's asking them for it now. That's Oh, he is? Okay. Damn, see that? And and that's the devil in the details, ladies and gentlemen. But you would think that... You would think that Nick is smart enough. He would have had some type of ownership prior to any even, of this even, happening. Even in a small percentage, right? Like, right. He, he might not have to have majority ownership, but, you know, Viacom owns a certain amount. So, you know, I was saying that if he takes Wildin' Out to, like, uh, another network, like Revolt, or if he takes it to... Um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, or Netflix. You know what I'm saying? That would be uh, something pretty dope. But shout out to Nick. He'll bounce back. I'm not, I'm not too worried about him, but, you know, sad that that happened. Uh, any music that come out uh, over the weekend that you guys were listening to? Anything y'all was writing out to over the weekend? Miss Summer Walker did what had to be done. Per uh, oh, oh, by the way, was that this no, past Allegra. weekend? Was it? Was that this past weekend? We talked about that. It came out on Friday, right? Yes, it no, did. Allegra. Yeah. yeah, it was. I'm mad that it was only a it was single. only one song. It was only- yes. And but we like, had a bet because we had a bet who was gonna do who, who was gonna out. I'm gonna out-class. automatically say Summer because she had an actual EP, but that does not discredit Snow because she did the damn thing on that single. You know what I'm gonna say though? I might say something unpopular here. You think Snow's still better? <laughs> I'm gonna say something unpopular. Y'all know my takes. Summer is falling into a little bit of a bag. She's falling into the. She's falling into the kind of. Consistent. The, the, no, I, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. But she's falling into that sound that she's not really escaping from what we are accustomed to. Now, it's not that. Not, not showing evol- any, any uh, evolution. Range. Or yeah, not that range. You know, like for one of the greatest artists of all time, Kanye West evolves from every album. Right, I know Maya got the stank face because I brought up his name up. But you know, he evolved. But he and- did, Maya. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. What's your favorite song off of Summer Walker's? Uh, ten out of ten. I like the second, uh, whatever the second song on it on the project. I think- SWV. SWV. I rock. I love it. I think the song I really like. White T. White T is my second fave. White T is. Yeah. SWV is my fave. Then white tea, and then let it go. Yeah, yeah, I like let it go. Or depending um, on my mood, it might be let it go. <laughs> I don't, Nick. I don't know if this album came out this past weekend, but yeah. if y'all aren't hip, um, Givian, Givian dropped an album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. five or six songs is really dope. Um, if y'all don't know who he is, he is, he was featured on um, Drake's mixtape. He was on the Chicago freestyle. He was a singer yeah. on that. Yeah, um, everybody. Everybody yeah. thought he was a uh, Sampha originally from the Too Much song that Drake's got, but it's actually giving right. out. And he's from Chicago, so shout out to being from the city, man. 
Uh, hence, he was on Chicago Freestyle. Uh, speaking of Drake, uh, he's got two new songs coming out on Friday. Uh, at the time that this releases, him and DJ Khaled got a two-pack drop-in. So that should be, uh, you know, DJ Khaled always drops an album, uh, always drops dope songs. But also, too, anytime Drake does the pre-rollout with Khaled, you always know an album is coming with Drake. <laughs> it's like it never misses. It's like he he drops the Khaled single and then we get the album. So we uh, yeah. look we look forward to that. Um, but I think that's enough on pop culture related news. Let's go ahead and gas up the car. I'm going to start off with the lovely Miss Maya. Uh, anybody you want to shout out? Any brand? Mama, daddy, anybody? I'm going to gas up Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. If you did not see, my good sis went to jail yesterday um, mm. protesting at, um, in Kentucky and Louisville for Breonna Taylor for the arrest of those officers. Um, and I was just proud of her. I feel like she came a long way from her being on the show, talking about she didn't know what the Underground Railroad was. Um, and I know she has a family with background in civil rights and advocacy. So it was good to see her out there, see her not just, you know, prim and proper for the cameras, but really vicious. So. Everything on that show was fake. She was acting. <laughs> she knew about the civil rights. Movement. <laughs> she hey, got disowned by her family. I don't think she was joking, Calvin. Did you see the episode? You know what I'm talking about? Where she I, know she, I know what she's talking about. Them hoes be them. They just they just be uh, a <laughs> them hoes. <laughs> nah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, Sierra, yeah, man, who you want to guess up for Calvin? Give me in trouble. I'm gonna guess up myself because my birthday's Friday. You know, man. You know, I, you, you know what? I you know I don't want to interrupt. I hate to interrupt. But you know, you know, we are on episode 117 of this damn show. And every right? year on my birthday, I gas up myself. And we are on out of 117 episodes. It don't even gotta be your birthday. It's it's about no. It's about, last year I gassed up myself every week. Oh, it's a, July. Yeah, yeah. So it's about 80 of them gas ups. <laughs> it's about 80. Don't, don't over exaggerate. Yeah, you you don't even give your chance for your co-host to gas you up. How you know we won't gonna gas you up <laughs> right. for your birthday? Right. You would do it. I can't now. You know, I not You are not gonna gas me up. <laughs> you don't. You don't know that. Yeah, you don't. Assume you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. I, I do real quick. I want to piggyback off on another thing. Uh, Maya, you said Portia with the jail for protesting. This isn't my gas up, but shout out to Kenny Stills of the Houston Texans. He was also arrested for protesting for uh, I think it was Breonna Taylor. Yeah, he was out there. He was out there in Louisiana, yeah. so he was in the field. So I just want to piggyback off of that. But back to the glowing birthday girl here uh what you know what we'll save birthday plans when's your actual birthday friday friday okay we'll save the plans for the end of the show we'll we'll, we'll do that at the end uh famous what's good man who you want to guess up what's good um i'm guessing up my boy aaron donald i know y'all probably don't know who the hell aaron donald that, is but hey. he's a he's a defensive tackle for the rams he's got his fourth straight year as a 99 overall in madden and I know y'all probably also don't care about that, but that's very fucking impressive. Like this nigga's nice as shit. Hey, no and, um, Yeah, shout out to Aaron Donald. Huh? Madden players. What the fuck does that mean? What your rating what? is? Like on the game? His yeah, game? yeah, 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 yeah. It's like your. It's what like. Yeah, go ahead. I don't. I don't get it. So it's like how well they like. It's like how well they are in the game. So you he's know, like the best player in the league. 
He's he's one yeah 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 he's like yeah one he's of them. he's arguably the, the yeah you know one one a one b yeah. type best player in the league like overall like nobody nobody ever gets a hundred right there's not there's not a player that gets an overall rating of a hundred but they always cap it at ninety nine so all the players that are like at the ninety nine rating typically are some of the best players uh, in the league but is it is it weird guys I'm gonna say something a little weird here I see I follow Aaron Donald right just because I like him as a person but yo his workouts and the way you know he kind of kind of stock up i kind of want to i want to kind of get like aaron donald out here dog no cap no it's lie nothing wrong with having body no, goals no, no lie bro it's hey comfortable I, enough in your masculinity to say hey, look, I, I have body goals hey if, like they, if, if there's somebody hey hey that that boy aaron donald boy he ain't now aaron, he Don, aaron donald swole as hell <laughs> yeah like. he, yeah he is he is he's swole he's swole shout out to ad man shout out to ad um yeah. Who I want to gas up. Uh, there was actually a customer of mine who came into my store today. Uh, won't say what we're doing, but she uh, talked to me about her business. And I just wanted to give her a gas. I was called uh, a solid, or excuse me, spoiled beauty company. It's a esthetician place in Greensboro. So for ladies who want to get their facials and, you know, hair popping and whatnot, uh, she's based out of Greensboro. Uh, is it black owned? It's black owned. Yeah, she's black owned. Yeah, that's why I'm shouting her out. Her name is Precious Conrad. She's a licensed esthetician. Uh, her address is 704A Pembroke Road in Greensboro. That's the address for the location where you can get it done. She's young. She's only 23 years old. And she's got her own suite at this place. So, uh, Precious Connor, it's Spoiled Beauty Company. Spoiled Beauty Company. So, ladies out there in the Greensboro area, if you're trying to get an esthetician popping, uh, you know where to go. So, that's dope. Yeah, man. Um, that is that on that. We do that every single week here on the pod. Sierra Damien, ladies first. Ooh, ladies first. Ladies yeah. first. Yeah. We're going to get it right. Okay. I thought I was right then. No, it, it's it wasn't, but it's okay. It kind of came <laughs> in a little late, you know, but it's okay. It's okay. It's we're, right. it. we're here. All right. What up, everybody? It's your girl Sierra Danielle. And today, are we drinking? We gonna drink before we start? Okay. Mm-hmm. Drink up. We do not, not do not Paper. drink and drive, ladies and gentlemen. The car has started, but um, we actually actually we have a chauffeur this week. Yeah, Calvin. I'm I'm your chauffeur okay. until yeah. I get parts. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Sierra Daniel, and this week I'm going to talk about something that happens a lot in relationships. You know, no matter who you're dating, there's somebody to think that your significant other is fine, okay? You know, it doesn't matter if you're dating somebody that really is ugly or a butterhead or whatever the case may be. Somebody out there thinks that your lady or your dude is fine, just like you do, right? You're not the only one in the world that think they're fine. So imagine that you guys are out with your significant others, right? Cal, you and your fiance out. It's the summertime. She got on a sundress. Mm-hmm. And you know how your girl look in a sundress. You know, just imagine that, you know? With the yams. Nick, uh-huh. you and your girl out on a date. And mm-hmm. bow, she looking right. Like, yeah. like a, you know, she took yeah. time to get ready. You know mm-hmm. how she get on a date mm-hmm. with, with the little yams on a date with a fine dude <laughs> what did you say <laughs> she's gonna beat your ass <laughs> I, said, I said with the little yams but continue continue, continue. she's gonna beat your ass uh, just keep, keep going keep going <laughs> and you know i haven't been out with my boo and you know his fine self so let's say y'all out enjoying yourself 
and a person of the opposite sex so in y'all cases a dude in our cases a female mm-hmm. approaches you all or in passing says something really you know just out there in regards to your significant other's physical appearance like how mm. y'all walking past the dude and y'all holding hands is evident that y'all together and he y'all walk past him he be like god damn look at that ass <laughs> or he says something to eat today about her ass and you sitting right there this is a very interesting topic i'm so Nick, i'm so curious about Nick, you, know, you, you see the dude you, you y'all walking y'all walking through the park just strolling and the dude is like damn you gorgeous like god damn like oh like just over the top with it mm-hmm. okay you know my makes it like a target so that you like he don't even know what to do with all that like right or he you know, he makes it disrespectful towards you guys wow you know, wow. You know? How do you guys handle that situation? Where do you draw the line between doing too much to the point where, you know, you get out of character in front of your girl or, you you know, you handling your own? And I asked this question because there is a clip that there are two clips surfacing right now of the same thing kind of happening. Right. Ari and Moneybag Yo, as we know, are an item, you know, after he just bought her that Lambo truck filled with orange roses and Dior bags. Um, and and his That's baby crazy. mama's probably driving like Hondas, but we ain't gonna go there. Um, it don't matter. It's not his yeah. his main girl. Okay, that's another topic for another day. Hey, hey, hey! You might not get Lamborghinis, but stick to the Toyota Corollas and the Honda Civics that you used to. Okay. All right, that's another topic for another day. Another topic for another day. And there's a clip that's surfacing where they were walking into an establishment and a girl, a Spanish woman, I'm assuming, says, what up? hey, Poppy, or something along the lines, but call money back Poppy. And immediately, Ari was like, what the fuck you just say? You don't call him no fucking Poppy. I'll beat your ass. She loud. I'll beat your ass and all this kind of stuff. And on the flip side, there is a, what's her name, Maya? Remind me of her name. Luciani. Yes, she was out in New Orleans with her man, her fiance. He just recently proposed to her. Congratulations. And there was a woman at the bar that was rubbing his back and trying to basically advance, give him an advance while his girl was sitting right there. Now she's the good one, okay? Because she did not flinch at all. She did not flinch. She drank her shot. She just was like, you know, I'm gonna let my man handle it. And he handled it. He was like, you don't touch me. You don't da 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 da. He handled it, right? Mm-hmm. So what is, where do you draw the line between doing too much and being that where it shows borderline insecurity, the way you flipping off, like, where do you draw the line between doing too much and doing just the right amount? How would y'all handle that situation? I'm going to let, I'm going to let Cal go first. How would you, damn girl, that ass. <laughs> he don't even know what to do with that. I guess I just have to be like, I guess that's why I'm hitting it every night and you ain't. That's what you say. I I mean, like the thing is, I so I've told I've, I think I've said this on a podcast before. My girl got a fat ass. I know that. I know other people know that. So I know other niggas are gonna look right. But when it comes to somebody speaking on it, if they say something outwardly disrespectful to me, I can back it up with my words. But if it comes to fighting, I'll scrap a nigga if he if he start getting like like if a nigga slapped her ass, then yeah, we gonna have to fight. But, like, if a nigga's just, like, looking at it and it's like, oh, damn, she got a fat ass, I'm be like, yeah, and it ain't yours. Like, you already know. I, okay, I, I it's, must- it's, not even, it's not even much I need to say because niggas know they ain't with her. 
I like it's not yours a lot better than I'm the one hitting it every night. Like, right. tell well, I would I would say I probably both of them. What'd you say, Calvin? <laughs> oh, I, I was saying I would probably say both of those to be honest. Um, you know, there was a lot that was said just just then, and before I let uh, Maya continue, there was a point you said there, there was a situation where there was a girl rubbing his back in the in the at, at the bar. Yeah, so she was rubbing his back, trying to get his like another girl. Like basically, basically, I'm at the bar with my lady, and there's another girl and rubbing another my girl. back. Is rubbing your back in front of her, in front of your lady, trying to I get you. Like a little distance between them, so maybe uh-huh. like it didn't immediately look like oh, yeah. that's girl. But I think you could tell like enough. Yeah, they were close and they were close in proximity. Like he was standing next to her, yeah. but I think he was getting drinks for them. And there was a girl. Yeah. You can see in the background a girl come up to him, and you know. Okay, see now that sounds a little okay because if in in that setting. I could see not not from a guy, but from a girl's perspective. If we're cool, if we're like not cool with each other, but like for example, the bar the the bartender lady, right? If if we're out here, you know, getting drinks or whatever, and then she comes up behind me to say, you know, hey baby, is this the drink that you ordered or whatever? You know, I don't know. Calvin may have been in the strip club before. Or Maya Sierra, I don't know if you guys have been in the strip club, but I have. that's a story. And I, you know, I've only been in there a handful of times in my life, but I do know at the times that I've been in there, you know, they'll come up and obviously I'm not with my woman, but they'll come up and they'll, you know, they'll just kind of like put their hand on like my shoulder or something. Just be like, hey, is is, is this everything that you needed or do you need an extra drink or something like, like that? I feel like that's different though. I feel like that's different when you're in that type of atmosphere and serving you versus if a random girl came up to you and was like, what's up, man? You know, you looking real fly tonight. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you come up in my, if you come up rubbing my back and talking about how, how nice I look in the, in the bar with my girl sitting right there. I mean, come on, son. I mean, that is not, that, that can't fly. Right. We, I mean, we have to address it then. Now I can address it in an appropriate way to where you can rub my back and buy me and my girl a drink together. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you want to buy us a drink? Oh, not what, baby? You see this girl? Hey, she want to buy us a drink. You know what I'm saying? What kind of game you got, Nick? That you would get a female to buy you and your and your girl a drink? What? Oh man! We finesse a man into buying a drink for us and one of our friends, and then give it to our nigga. But I don't know any woman that's gonna be like, oh yeah, you and your girlfriend swipe it up like on my. Oh, Calvin can speak to this in the test of this too. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas getting drinks, that you know what? That is the thing that we are started in 2021. We're not saying to buy drinks for you. We're saying, how do you get a girl to finesse to buy you a drink for you and your lady? And someone that's trying to hit on you. For us, it's easy. I can't tell you how many times I've been approached and it's like, what you sipping on? You know, open tab all night. Okay, me and my girl's about to run it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, ooh, I think that was a conversation that we had the, the, the other week, but that's a conversation for a if different you day. Come with, if you come at me with big balls energy like that and you tell me get whatever you want, I'm going to get whatever I'm I want. Run it up and see. All right, well, if you come I up had with, somebody uh, tell me that I was up at the bet, top. Bet. I was up top and he was like, what you drinking on? And I was like... Yep. All right, big. He all right, like, you, out here, and he said he told the bartender give her whatever she wants. Okay. All right. Well, then you talking about big balls? Then come over here with these big areolas and come over here and buy me and my girl a drink. How about, <laughs> how about, yeah, how about that? Come over here with these big areolas. And but then a girl's not her. gonna do that. A girl's probably gonna be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't buying your girl a drink. Da-da-da-da-da. Get your girl a drink. You never know. <laughs> you know. Hey. 
These big areolas. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna let you have that. <laughs> hey, no. We're talking about big balls. Hey, look. We, so we what, what, okay, so does it differ if a woman is coming up to you and disrespecting your girl versus a man coming up to your girl and disrespecting? <laughs> you mean like, um, I think it's I think it's more disrespectful for a a man to do it, just because well, would as you handle niggas. It differently? What you mean? Like if a man was coming up disrespecting my girl? Like if a man was coming up to like kind of like push up on your girl and you right there versus a woman coming to push up on you and your lady right there. No, nah, I think it's definitely on the man because niggas know like you can you can read situations like mm-hmm. most of the time. And so, you know, when not to do that. So for women, it, it already like in my opinion, now this is just my opinion. It already takes a lot for a woman to approach a nigga in general, right? Because it's mostly, it's always the man chasing after the woman, and, you know, but... In a general woman, in a general sense. In a, in a general sense. But when a woman does approach a man, it takes a lot of energy and confidence to do that. And so if a woman is doing that, she might not be thinking that you're already taken. So I would, I would, I would assume positively with a woman making that mistake than a man, honestly. Because with niggas, we, we know. We, we know. <laughs> We haven't gotten Maya's uh, take on this. Uh, Maya, what, what, what are your overall thoughts on what, what's, what the conversation well, is? Well, okay, see, Calvin got me sidetracked because I am thinking literally the exact opposite. Like, a hmm. woman is going to peep the scene and she's going to know. Now, some women, usually the women that hit on men are, like, super bold out there, like, personality. So hmm. they're going to do that type of shit anyway. But I feel like guys are typically respectful once they see, like, there's another nigga, especially right there, like in the room, in the picture, because they will want somebody to have that same respect for them with their girl. Whereas a female kind of has this thing like, I can take your nigga though. Like, yeah, he came with you, but he can leave with me. Like that's a complex, that's a confidence booster for a lot of women. But but see Maya, I think niggas are more like that than women. <laughs> I think niggas, niggas will be more like, I'll take mm. your chick than a woman would be, I'll take your nigga. I, I feel like girls would, be more, girls would be more bold with it, though. Like, I, like, you'd be surprised, especially when you get a little liquor in your system, how bold a female will be. Yeah. Mm. I'm, see, I, I don't want to be, be on the fence. I want to be on somebody's side on this one. I'm leaning more towards the women on this one, though, Calvin. I, I'm okay. not going to lie so, to okay, you. Okay, so let's talk about experiences, Nick. Yeah. What is the most outlandish thing mm-hmm. that a girl has said to you while drunk? Oh, uh, well, okay. Outside like in of, front of his lady or no? Like, in, oh, like oh, period. Like, oh, well, Trump, I don't know if a girl's ever did that. Has a girl ever approached you while you were Tara and said something? Um, nah, not, not, no. Not that I could think of off the top of my head. But I, I, I want to go back to this scenario, though, because it, it's the flip side. I was with my girl, and I did hear something that a guy did say that was outlandish. So uh, short story short, I was at uh, the grocery store with my lady. And I'm kind of bummed out, you know, sweatpants and a t-shirt or whatever. And she's kind of like, she's not dressed up, but she's, she's got on like shorts and a, t- in a, a, you know, tank top or whatever. But it's, yeah, that, that's just what it was. So we're standing in the self-checkout line and I'm, I'm literally, I, when I'm walking up to the self-checkout line, I see this guy and I can tell he's looking at me because he, like, he can tell that he knows me from somewhere, but he can't, but I, I can tell he can't put his finger on where he know me from, right? So we get in the self-checkout line, we stand in the self-checkout line, and Buddy is on the phone while, they, now mean you, meanwhile, I'm just standing in line waiting to go to the next person, but I hear him like, yo, I think that's, yo, I think he worked for 102. Bruh, short, his shorty though, like, bruh, 
you you don't know what like you know saying you you're not gonna know what's gonna happen. like his shorty is crazy like bro hold on and I think he was on Facetime and I think he flipped the phone camera like I'm like I'm dead, I'm dead ass I think he flipped the phone camera because he would he would have been looking dead ass. I mean he would have got a full version of my girl ass like it would have been it would have been right there on display and so I did experience that now in that moment I didn't because it was very subtle so I proceeded to go to the checkout line and I just told my girl I said yo you know the dude standing behind us was like fully checking your ass, like he was checking your ass out. So I think that in that instance that, you know, I, there wasn't really a big need for me to check him. Um, but as far as the flip side of that, I don't think a girl has ever been like, that this would actually be a comp, this would actually be a question for my girl more so than me, because I'm oblivious to that type of shit. A girl could be like flirting and shit in my face or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I would just be like, yeah, whatever. She just being nice or just, you know, I, I'm not really giving it two cents, but. That's how I feel. Like. I, I've known some women who do not give a fuck. And that's and what I was going to say. That's why I feel like if a woman is bold enough to try my man in front of me, like she's just bold in general and she thought she had the right one. And mm, mm. you do have the right one. Like, you do. I don't think, as, I don't know. I feel like for a woman to try another woman like that, there is, I just assume ill intent. So I'm ready to blank. Like no matter what the situation is, like at this point I'm you question, you really just you you really being disrespectful. Yeah. Whereas my guy, if somebody tries something on me, I don't necessarily expect him to blank immediately. Like maybe joke it off, maybe like grab me or like I don't know, make it clear that like it's not gonna happen. And then if it's like persistent or like yeah. just something crazy, then you can go ahead and escalate. Also. I mean, I I hope I'm never gonna be with a man who can't defend my honor or his own. But don't step up and get your ass beat because that's not attractive. If you lose in front of me, but Maya, Maya, that's not fair. That's not fair. At least he fought. Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 Calvin. We don't live in a land of opportunity. We don't live in a land of participation. No, I, no, look, no, listen, we, listen. We, 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 we live in a world of wins and losses, my nigga. That's the way, that's the okay. game. Hey, Colt, Colt Fest is going to win. Uh, Colt Marketing is going to win. It ain't, it ain't like, it ain't, it ain't a loss and we just, oh, we just okay. shut it down. Okay, but look, all right, so here's a scenario for you, Maya. Okay. You good, you know what I'm saying? You in the club with your man, y'all good, and fucking 50 Cent come in that bitch. Like, you know, hey, I'm trying to get on you. And, and I and I defend your honor now. Like, your man, he, he going to defend your honor. And he get his ass beat by 50 Cent. You got to give him some slack. You got at least he, at least he fought the nigga. But why right? would you do that if you knew you was going to get your ass beat? You embarrassed us. Sometimes it gets escalated <laughs> to that okay. point. If, well, okay, Mike, but what, do you, what would you do if your man got his ass beat really defended? Like No, no, no. Like, what if you didn't know? Like, what if it looked like a really good matchup, right? And your man, you know, tried to fight. And, you know, it wasn't going in his favor. Would you, you know, what, what would you do in that moment? Like, I mean, in the moment, of course, in front of people, I'm going to try to, like, maybe not jump in, but de-escalate it. Like, stop him from getting his ass beat. That's the first thing. Please stop, because this is embarrassing. Now, when we get home... That's very circumstantial for me. Like, if he was defending my honor and he gave it his all and he just couldn't, couldn't dodge the right hook, or <laughs> something Damn. went wrong. Damn, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, man. <laughs> Maya says you got to 40, 40, 40 KOs. That is different for girls, though. Like, what if, like, you know, a girl approached your nigga in front of you and y'all got the scrapping and she was kind of having a one-up on you? 
Well, by Maya standards, I'm leaving her. I'm leaving her. When we get home, yeah. I'm done with her. And like, I'm yo, hey, 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 if my girl get in a fight, she get ass beat. Listen, I used to rap. I'm not dealing with you no more. You can't defend my honor. All right, I'm breaking up with you on the way home. I feel <laughs> but that's, like but that's, the del- that's, the del- that's the double standard, though. It's the double standard. Don't let your mouth write checks that your ass cannot cash. So mm. if I knew that I could, or there was some type of inkling, if I wasn't sure I could beat her ass, then we should have just handled it a different way. Like, you can still check somebody without having to beat their ass. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would have made it known. I probably would have spat, said something slick, like embarrassed her, and then walked out with my man, like walk away, um, something like that. Hmm. But like to willingly go out there and take your L, like you gotta, you can't just expect shit to be the same once you get dragged. What I will say is if you are in a situation where you have an attractive spouse, right? Even if, like Sierra said at the beginning. Even if you don't, might not have the best attractive spouse, somebody finds them attractive outside of you, okay? Um, I think if someone approaches you and that, if they approach them at that light, you also just have to be securing yourself to know that those things are going to happen. Because let's even take it a step further in regards to non-physical catcalling, right? Let's talk about the guy that just follows her on social media and just says, oh, she posted an Instagram story and she looking mighty good. Oh, uh, damn, you look good, beautiful. Nah, that's a dub. That's a dub. <laughs> oh, so that's, that's a dub. But you can't. I don't feel like, I don't feel like, I feel like social media shit shouldn't even, unless they're not being obl- like overtly disrespectful. Like if somebody, if a random nigga that I don't know, never will know, never seen in my life. No, 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 that's not what, no, 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 no. But, but, that, but, that, but, but that's not what we're talking about. That's what we talk. We talk, we literally talking we're, we're talking about the we're talking about the men that are in proximity to you that could actually physically be in your environment. That's but what we're talking if about. I'm, if I but if I don't know that person, they don't know me. I don't understand. That's it, I feel like that's different. And we and, and and just like that, we lost Calvin. We'll get him back here shortly. But you're saying that you don't believe that the same etiquette applies to um social media you think that it's just no that's like that's like you commenting on somebody like if a dude comments under your girl's picture i'm like damn you bad yeah no that's a that's a right i i see that that there that's a little bit more blatant than the dm because even on the dm it's just him and her see it you commenting on her pic talking about damn you bad that is that, that, bad and that's that, just a person that that's not my thing is if I mean, maybe am I am I sensitive? Am I sensitive for that? I'm. It's not sensitive, but I am surprised to hear you say you're more offended by the comment than the DM. Because if he's making a DM and he knows it's public, he knows it's only gonna go so far. But I feel like a DM. Wow. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's. Let me. I think we need to break this down for y'all. Listen. When a when a listen when a when a nigga leaves a comment on a woman's page. There's intent. There's a, a lot of intent behind that because then it but goes into something But y'all don't have the same energy further. when girls be leaving comments under y'all pictures. Oh, I don't no, know that girl. Miss, man, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. First off, first off, you're lying. First off, that's a first off, that's a lie. First it don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing, Emma. It no, don't mean nothing. It's just social that's, media. Like, that is social media. Like, you're looking yeah. too deep. Yeah. You're looking too deep into it. 
you worry too much about social media. Y'all cap. Y'all cap. Y'all cap right now. Now y'all are only solidifying that when a person is really making comments under your pictures, they have intent behind it. That is something Calvin just said and you co-signed. I do. But you cannot say that for men and then say when women put comments under y'all Did I say that? Did I say that? Nobody said that. I when I made that, that comment about like, women, women, when women put comments under their under men's pictures and they be like, it's not that deep in social media. But we don't do, we're not saying me. that we don't do that. We don't do we that. Didn't even, we didn't even say that. Right. We didn't we even let us answer that question. Right. We don't do that. If a woman comes up under my picture talking about some the drooling emoji, we have an issue. We have a 911 emergency that we need to address. Because I don't know. First of all, I really don't. I might not. Well, I'll take that back. If a girl comments under my picture on some reckless thing, there is an issue with that. Let's just put that on on Fun Street. I'm not going to act like Calvin is going to post some fly pictures of him solo at the wedding. He just going to post one of them GQ before the picture. And if some woman comments under that picture at wherever he goes for his master trip. Yeah, daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see but, but that, that's it. I mean, Calvin can correct me if I'm wrong. That's a problem. I mean, that's a problem. That, that's a problem. But, but, but in, in their defense, too. Sierra Mom be sending them heart emoji eyes boy, on my story. Boy, 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 and I'll be uh, like, listen, boy. All right, all right, Nick, mama. Nick, Nick slid in my mom's DMs. No, I did not. No, I did not. No, I did not. Wait a minute. No, I did not. I did not slide in your mom's DMs. This is what Explain happened. You responded to his story and he encouraged conversation with my mother. I did right. That's all I did. That's all <laughs> yo, yo. Her mom liked my story. And I think it had to do something with the fourth of July. And all I did was I just asked, How was your fourth of July? That's all I did. For what, what? For what Nick? That's, that's, that's how it start right there, Nick. Oh my god, yo. Y'all are wild. Yeah, y'all are wild. Y'all are wild. But anyway. By the way, I, I took I took my drink, yo. Oh, nice, nice. Great. But uh um, left this by the way, soon, so I'm gonna finish it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. That's a what early wedding gift. Um, but in close <laughs> in closing, in closing, because I think we transition from the physical sense to the uh to the non-physical sense. Uh, first off, before we close, which one is worse? The physical or the social? The physical. Because you're literally the, in my face disrespecting me. The physical. Maya, you agree? Yeah, I'm gonna go physical. Physical. Calvin. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say social because I don't even know you, nigga. Like, yeah. or or either it's I social. do know you. you will probably never meet that person in person. But if a nigga is stepping to you face to face and mm. disrespecting you in your face. Niggas ain't crazy though. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm putting the pause on. Yeah, put yeah, the pause yeah. on. Yeah, he like, might see them yams. He might see each today and be like, "Damn, I'll risk it all." And then I'm like, "Hey, he gonna have to risk it. <laughs> he gonna have to risk it." Yeah, he gonna. Have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts though, because I mean, listen, we talked about this a while back. You can't be with an attractive woman and be insecure about the fact that your woman will get. Uh, call them. You gotta, you gotta acknowledge. You gotta acknowledge all that shit. Yeah, yeah. You gotta acknowledge. So you can't, you can't be insecure and be like, "Oh, girl, uh, you know, don't post that. Don't, you know, it's summertime. I know y'all like to go to the pool and y'all be posting, you know, swimsuit. But you can't be like, no, don't post that swimsuit. Like, not like, bro. Come on, man. What you sign up for? Would you, you want either? Either you wanted to be bad or you wanted to be haggard. What you want? You got either. You got you got one the choice or the other. But um, we appreciate that conversation from Sierra. Let's go ahead and clap it up one time for that. Uh, for those that are familiar with the show, whenever we have Maya on, this is her bread and butter. More so of a conversation with what we do when we have Maya on the show. Part of the Make America Trap Again series. Um, we are going to defer Calvin's point uh, part. Uh, Sierra's got her hand up. 
Um, I forgot about something when we talked about pop culture stuff. Just yeah. wanted to mention it briefly. Rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, that's sad. You know what's crazy? Her body was found on the seven-year anniversary of Corey Monteith's death, who was another yeah, I heard, star yeah. in Glee. Yeah, that's that. That's some sad yeah. shit, man. If you go and read the details of kind of like what happened there and, you know, what happened in the last moments with her son, man, that was that was a sad situation uh, for reference. Hey, I don't want I don't want to go too deep into this, but like stay away from that, water. No, well, I would say just be careful because she went out on the water with just her and her son, which I wouldn't recommend for like any woman like you know lone mother i know they probably were just having a good time but at least have somebody like some other adult with you just yeah. in case um because yeah. you know the shit is getting crazy out here yeah. lake water is is it's just um but that's not the only death that i've had i've heard of by water yeah. do you guys remember that that brand a long time ago it was called gak life gac life that wanted to collab with us a mm-hmm. while back um and he wanted to give us merch um well, he passed away. He um drowned in a in a lake as well. Wow. Dang. So that's good. crazy. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what was last weekend? Um you know, speaking of which, I, I will actually be on a lake this uh this this upcoming weekend. I was gonna get to it in my weekend plans. I'm actually gonna be a boat. Uh but it'll be a it it'll be a good amount of us. Not too much, but I mean we're not breaking quarantine, but it so it'll be enough of us and and uh, this is a bigger boat. Be precautious if you're going swimming yeah. in the lake. Be precautious, because- and, and that's and that's the thing too. Because I've been seeing all this water things, and I'm like, man, I, I'm not. I, I don't plan. I hadn't planned on actually getting in the lake. Uh, that was never my goal. But I just, you know, I, I got my head on a swivel. I'm a little bit of, uh, alert in, in in going out there. So anybody that else that may be going on a boat uh, later on in the summer before it starts getting cool, just you know, make sure you be safe uh, and take Calvin's words. But um. Again, I do want to touch on the fact that we do have Maya on the show. We are going to defer Calvin's normal road rage. Before we defer, though, Calvin, do you have any road rage moments that have happened with you in the car recently? Any car troubles? Uh, in the car, not so much. Okay. I mean, everything's been kind of groovy, so I'm going to just let Maya go ahead and take over. All right, man. Uh, Maya, let's go, man. What are we talking about today? So, I mean, it, it is still kind of in the road rage realm um but now we're gonna have to do something with this rage so of course everybody we've been up in arms we've been on the move black lives matter um everybody's protesting everybody's you know trying to unify build coalitions trying to advocate and do what they can um in regards to everything that's going on but my thing is, or I guess where I'm personally frustrated is that I feel like what we're having too much of is Black people finding comfort in this fellowship that we have. And so we only talk amongst ourselves about the issues that's going on. And that's not really productive to me. Um, because one, I don't think we're asking ourselves the, the really hard questions. We're kind of doing the surface level um, you know, it's, it's easy to find one thing and just kind of unite on that one thing. We don't like Trump. Okay, but why not? You know, what policies, what are we going to do about it? What what other policies will we like? But, you know, like, we're not really thinking past these things and asking ourselves these questions. Um, and so I just want to do that here with y'all and just shoot the shit. I think we also in this moment where everybody feels like, because I'm Black, I have to have the answers on all things Black 
um, you know, African-American related, every, every traumatic experience of the black population. I just have to know all things black struggle because I'm black. And that's that's honestly how I feel at work right now, man. That's a good point. That's not true at all. We don't know our own history, a lot of us, and it's not our fault. It's okay to say that and be open about it, but we have to, you know, be open and have that conversation uh, to move forward. So anyways, in the spirit of having, you know, I mean, some of those more difficult conversations, I just want to talk to y'all about what do you think we can do to keep this from being just a movement or a moment and a trend and keep it into a movement. Um, so like kind of sustain, you know, how the civil rights era, the civil rights movement, I don't think at the time, you know, no, I came down in 1964, like, okay, so we're about to have this movement. Like it just kind of was what it was and things came about. So I feel like that's kind of where we are. Um, and so it's just some shit we have to have to talk about in that space, you know what I mean? In order to do something with it. I, I wanted to ask you real quick before we all go on that point, um, Maya, you had said that we aren't asking ourselves the hard questions, right, as a people. Before mm -hmm. we go, I want to know what do you think some of those hard questions are that we should be asking ourselves? Um, so, like, before, because that's what I'm, I'm going to post those questions. Oh, to. okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but that yeah. could Boom, segue, first question. One of my most like troubling, I battle back and forth myself, do we need and do we value white allyship in terms of seeking mm. uh, you know, social change for black people mm. in America? Because I think, I think what happens is, oh, sorry, I'm gonna let you say the but I just wanna mm -hmm. say, I think we end up explaining and trying to educate them so much that we water down our actual content. Like, it can be abolish the police or stop police brutality, but then because we want to get white people on board with that, we have to go all the way back and explain to them racism from the beginning of time. Like, are they taken away from us making progress by having to go over those? Right. Yeah. So do we need that? Do we value that? What are your thoughts on our white friends? Um, white allyship. I feel that if you genuinely can empathize and see what the issue is and you want to be an ally, I feel like a part of that is doing the work to understand fully and on the grand spectrum of slavery, what that all entailed. Because I feel like a lot of white people just think of slavery as, oh, we just had slaves. No, not only did you have slaves, you brutally raped men and women. You separated families, you beat them, you killed them, you lynched them, you did all of these things and you strategically had a plan to break up black homes and breed emotionally broken black men with emotionally broken black women with the intent to produce emotionally broken black children so that you can have some form of mental control over them and emotional control over them. So they understood it wasn't like, oh, we're just going to go to Africa, get these Black people, bring them here, and just wing it. No, they had an intricate plan to basically mentally and emotionally hinder and hold captive these Black people for generation after generation after generation after generation. And then after that, all the stuff we dealt with when we were, quote, unquote, free, you know what I'm saying? Even to this day, there's still things, all of these brands that are getting canceled, like Aunt Jemima, those symbols, all of these symbols that are in today, 
they're still rooted in slavery and racist agenda and racist ideology. So a part of you being a white ally involves you doing your research. Because I feel like it's, of course, we have to say and educate, you know, white people, but I don't feel like that is completely our burden to carry. Because I feel like if you want to be ally, if I say I want to go, I want to do, I want to start painting. I'm going to do what I need to do to realize, to understand, to be able to paint well, I have to use this brush and this type of paint. And I have to get this type of canvas and this type of primer. You do research on the things that you genuinely want to know about. So I feel like if you genuinely want to be an ally, a part of that is educating yourself and not relying on other people to educate you. Because at that point, you show a sense of entitlement. Like I am owed this explanation so that way I can be of use to you. No, I want to be of use to you. And because I want to, I'm going to do the work to educate myself. And then on top of that, I feel like we do need allyship to an extent. I don't want Black people to get this ideology that we have to use that as a crutch to get by. But I feel like having allyship in those spaces where white, white voices are more likely to be heard is definitely needed. Because once someone acknowledges their privilege and uses it for the betterment of black people and brown people, which is a, a key point of allyship, I feel like that way in those instances is definitely needed. But I don't wanna say it's, you know, we need it to be heard and we need it da, 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 because the power of black people is astronomical. We just have to use it, hone in on it and use it the way we need to. I want, Ka- I want Calvin to follow up on this, but I do want to say, did anybody think that Angel Mama was uh, uh, really racist before uh, this shit went down? I had questions. I didn't. I, never <laughs> yeah, did. I, I had hey, questions simply because hey, I remember my mom telling me you, about caricatures you, as a your kid. Your boy had Angel Mama's syrup down the what, boy? Hey, but. Um, I, I, I thought it could have been because my mom used to talk to me about caricatures and how black people were portrayed and the mammy character and stuff like that. And so I, I had inklings, but my mom never really could give me an answer because I was like, that lady looks like a lady on one of those things you showed me. But, you know, mm. we don't know. Um, we never, never I knew. got in trouble for calling a lady Mammy one time. And so that's when I realized, oh. like, oh, it's a negative. I was yeah. in after school and like this girl's mom came to pick her up and I saw her car and I was like, oh, such and such, your Mammy here. And they were like, oh, oh, my God. Like what are you talking like that? And I was like, what? Like, isn't that word for mom? Like caretaker? I ain't see the issue. It's the mammy caricature. Yeah. Um, so I agree with a lot of things you were saying, Sierra, but I, I kind of do disagree with, with certain aspects and I, I'll kind of go through them. Um, I don't think it's bad for us to say we do need our white allies. I think we do. I think there's certain things and power struggles that, right now we still don't have access to. And I think in order for us to get them and gain them, we still have to rely on a lot of those white allies. Um, And not saying it's like a, if we don't have them, we still can't fight our fight. I'm saying that in order for us to fight our fight efficiently and even quicker, I think we're going to need to rely on them, which is why I feel like it's so, it's such a struggle for me to, like uh, Maya said, I don't feel like we have to keep, um, re-educating them on that stuff. I feel like they should, if they're a white ally, they should definitely educate themselves. Um, but one thing that we talked about, my own one of the past episodes is what 
uh, in my opinion, I don't want them to have the wrong perception of what they read as opposed to what I can tell them. So like if we read the same book by Ta-Nehisi Coates, they, this white ally may have their own perception of what Ta-Nehisi is saying um, as opposed to what we are perception. And that's where I would want to make sure we bridge the gap. So even if they do go learn on their own, let's collect it back together and speak on those experiences and the readings that you had so we can make sure we're all on the same page. Because otherwise, I feel like at that point, they might end up having a completely different outlook of what the reading or the video or whatever they might have seen as a reference, as opposed to having a black person tell them like, hey, let, let's go through what you've learned here and let's make sure you understand fully, you know, I'd rather do that than to it's be saying, like, let's, let's go down, let's have a lesson plan where I got to teach you all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's just like uh, applying the things you learn in school. Like when you get a degree and you major in such and such, okay, cool. But until you get out there in the field and start having to like figure shit out for yourself, it's, it's not the same type of knowledge. There are different forms of education, I could say. So I feel like reading is only one form of education. I, I, think, where I, I, I think where I lie on this is uh, more so on the side of where, where Calvin was aligning, but one of the things he had touched on, you got to think about where, we, where white people have come from to where they are at today, to what uh, makes their makeup of what their beliefs are right now. Right. So we went from slavery uh, to basically Jim Crow to the civil rights moment till now. And up until that point. Right. Early on, obviously, they looked down upon us. Right. No matter what version of white you were, you had slaves and that's what they looked at upon us. Then you moved up a little bit, a couple hundred of years or whatever. And then you get to that that civil rights Jim Crow era where you had some of our white allies fighting the fight that we had. But some of your suburbanite white people were still not looking at race. So because I don't see them as color, I'm not racist. I don't look at Calvin or Sierra or Nick or Maya as a black person. I look at them as my friend. Well, what's dangerous about that ideology is the fact that they are not. The reason we're in this revolution right now that we're currently existing in in 2020 is because they did not look at my race. Right. So it's apparent. It, it, I do need you as a white ally for us moving forward because it is apparent for you to understand I am a black man and where that like what that means for me in America and what we need to do to move forward with that. Uh, one of the other points Calvin made as far as where we're kind of like getting to that point. Viacom fired Nick Cannon for anti-Semitic comments. Am I wrong on that? That's just what happened. No, that's, that's, right. that's right. Because of the fact that there is a, I, I don't want to sound bad or too much, but that's a white power infrastructure. We as black people do not have the power to make the calls at that level at this particular moment in time to make the call whether or not Nick could stay on because we believe or don't believe that particular point view that rhetoric Nick that made, that the, the rhetoric that he made, right? So we are in progress to get to power but we need, to Calvin's point, to Sierra's to some extent, getting that white ally in our corner to be able to help us 
in situations of gaining positions of power. So, yeah, I, I, I do believe that white allies are super important to us because you got to think about it, man. I'm not going to sit here and act like the cool white dude in the room is not like, you know, they're still white at the end of the day. But, man, you ever just been around a cool ass white person that you that, that you unfatically know? Is, is not number one for the cause and just understands you as a black person. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, you, you, you just, you know, you, you separate, it's hard cause you, you separate the race, but you're just looking that at them as a human. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. 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 So I want to take two points from this conversation and kind of branch off one about kind of off Calvin's point, uh, yeah, you can tell people to go read, but then taking the education past that conversation, which brings me to No Name and J. Cole's situation. Mm. Now, I was very, I don't know, I was an, not annoyed, but I was interested in this conversation, to say the least, because I have this thing about, like I said, we need to have these conversations amongst our own people, but this whole thing of like, we'll just read it, like just figure it out. To me, expecting that to be a source of like complete and utter education and understanding on the black female, you know, struggle at the time, the black struggle in general, like one, can we expect that kind of education amongst each other? Just read it and figure it out. Or do we need to be more open in how we educate each other? Um, and do we need to do that same thing as far as educating white people? And then if we're not going to do that as far as educating white people, because you know there are still so a lot of black people that have this like separate but equal was honestly the best shit that could have happened for us. Like we should have left it at that. Like separate, have our own, get our own. So do you guys see that as like fuck educating them, explaining it to them, running it back, whatever. Let's just have our own, do our own, build our own. Oh, Those so are two points I just wanted to a couple things good because i want to let y'all go uh my we did have a discussion uh the week of the no name j cole thing oh yeah uh, yeah we did but but no we're, we're gonna keep having it um but we had some points that i think that were made that were valid on that and then secondly before we go i want to know what you think about the initial j cole name uh no name situation when it was all arising and just when it was happening in real time what were some of your thoughts yeah i mean just to keep it quick I do think the song had tone policing in it, which is wrong. J. Cole mm. did not have any place to do that. Mm. But I don't think it was wrong. I, I agree with his message overall. I appreciate the fact that he acknowledged, yes, people have put me on this pedestal, and I can still stand here and say I don't know enough to have this mm. conversation. I was proud of him, honestly, because I think too many people just feel the need to, like, jump in and say something or either don't say anything at all, like, I'm not educated enough, I can't say anything, or I think I know so much, let me say something. You don't have to do either one of those. You have a platform, stick to what you know, give somebody else your platform. Like, it's that simple. Um, but I did, yeah, I did, I liked No Name's perspective as far, you know, like she's a black woman, so I'm not gonna speak against her any of the points that she made because yeah. But I think J. Cole had good intentions and I agree with his point of like, if you're going to try to educate me, don't talk to me crazy. Whether it was wrong for him to say that, probably, but there's just an expectation, which is why I say the same thing for educating white people. I just don't see person to person. It's not even a, a race or a gender uh, complex involved. You can't just talk to me any kind of way and think you're educating me and I'm going to receive what you're saying. Mm. 
mm. whether it's good information, bad information, like her throwing shade on Twitter is not going to make J. Cole step his shit up and be more of a leader in a movement. If she has something to say, she could DM him, talk to him, hit mm. him up. So like, if it was distasteful for him to make a diss song, which I don't think that's what it was, it was just as distasteful for her to throw subliminals on social media. Calvin, you have made a point in this year. We'll come to you. You have made a point that you were kind of dealing with something similar at work. I don't know if that kind of falls into the conversation with J. Cole and No Name and just kind of this conversation around that. Does that fall into that? Well, the conversation was kind of what um, uh, Maya was talking about initially, talking about um, us having to feel like we know everything black. Because right now, so my the company I work for, I'm not going to say the company, but yeah. the company I work for, is going through some like racial inclusion and diversity stuff like and they're really asking me to be kind of the spearhead of those conversations because when we first started having the issues when George Floyd got murdered we had to have like a conversation with everybody and I was very vocal about some of the things that I did not like that um that kind of happened because they they closed the store down the day that the George Floyd riots were happening but only because it got uh, it damaged one of the other stores in a different area, and so they they said, "Oh, we're just closing because of COVID or to keep y'all safe." Obviously, that wasn't the case, and so we had to bring that to the table. The issue I'm having now is that everybody, and when I say everybody, I mean almost all of the the white counterparts, even the allies, um, are really asking me for and everything. Like they're asking me, like oh, should I do this or do I do this? And hey, how can I be a part of this? As opposed to like going out and figuring out on their own. And for me, it's like, I'm, I cannot say that I'm the most socially woke person, right? Like I know a good, I think a, a good deal to speak on a lot of this stuff when it comes to black uh, people as well as like black men and women. You can have a healthy um, conversation. Right, but I, I'm not the spokesperson when it comes to racial inclusion and diversity to be honest. And so right now I'm struggling with uh, having, like, having to limit myself because I know I'm trying to stay in the scope of what I can do instead of just saying, you know what, they need help. I'm just going to keep putting my foot, first foot forward. But, like, it's tiring. Like, I get tired of consistently having to have these conversations about black people with other people who just don't fucking get it. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, nigga, like, I don't want to keep repeating myself. You know what I'm saying? Damn, but should we though? Like but that's the thing. It's like, it's like I feel like we should. I feel like when it comes to whole repeating ourselves, I feel like I'm willing to repeat myself to a white person that genuinely wants to know. I'm down for helping. But to how do you know? How do you know? I feel like you can. When someone genuinely wants to know and understand, there's a certain way they move. Now, if a person just wants you to tell them for the hell of it and they never take anything that you say into consideration, they're not showing empathy, they're just wanting to hear you talk, it goes in one ear and out the other. Like when a person genuinely wants to change and change their ways and really be serious about it, you can tell. And so it's just like, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but at the same time, there are genuinely people out there that want to know but I don't think that your information should solely come from me. Like you, at some point you have to say my, even though, cause a lot of white people I've heard say, I've never owned any slave. That was my ancestors. Da, 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 da. 
I've never been a slave, but the, the effect that my ancestors went through is still affecting me and my people to this day. I've never been a slave, but I still get affected. Right. So you may have never owned slaves, but that privilege still trickled down to you. And the way that your ancestors built this society, even though we were really the people that built it, your people profited from it and had some kind of privilege because of it. And you still benefit from that privilege because of the way your ancestors set society up. So you have just as much as a responsibility to correct the system as black people. And I feel like for white people who genuinely believe that it's all on black people to fix, no, it's not. How can the oppressed fix a system built by our oppressors when we never put this shit into motion to begin with? It's It's gonna take, it's not just, you can't just get all your information from black people. At some point you have to take accountability and be like, okay, I need to do some information on my own. I need to do some soul searching on my own. Mm-hmm. I I want to break up a point, and I don't know if mine you were going to take it here, but everybody knows that the NBA is going to be starting back up uh, next week uh, on the 30th. And Calvin can definitely attest to this because I know he's been following. The NBA players have an option to choose a specific uh, social injustice issue slogan that they can wear on the back of the jerseys come the time that the game start, right? Now, we don't have to get into the minutia of whether the season's going to end or anything like that. I'm specifically talking about the social injustice slogans that are going to be on the back. Now, what I think is going to happen in this instance is to talk about our white allies and to what Sierra's pointing is constantly reeducating. There are going to be a lot of white fans that who are more, there are probably more white fans of the NBA than there are black just based off of percentages, right? There are going to be a lot of white people that may not either one be turned off by the idea that there are going to be social injustice slogans on the back of these uh, guys jerseys or two it may help the cause because they're going to be like well what is you know or maybe not black lives matter but th- there's a list of approved messaging that they can have on the back of their jerseys um you know what is this right what what is it that they're talking about it will cause conversation amongst them to be able to have dialogue that they might not have without the messaging on the back of the jersey. And I'm, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I think it, that's something that we know is going to be in front of white people's face uh, in, until the season is, right? And so there's, there's dialogue there because I don't think whether win or lose, there, there shouldn't be a player of star statue that should not go on that podium and say, you know what, you know, I know we lost or man, I know we won, but you know, the bigger issues are out off of the court. You know, the bigger issue is, you know, the racial injustice and the society and, and what we've got to deal with. And, you know, this is why Cap Neal and so on and so forth. So Calvin, I don't know if you have I- I- any points to that or how you feel about the messaging on the back or anything like that. Only thing I was going to say, which is the only part that I don't like, is that the NBA chose what they could put. Yeah, and I don't like it that wasn't the, it wasn't the NBA Players Association, which the NBA Players Association is all the players. That's like the players' voices. It was literally the like Chris Paul is the chair. He's the he, yeah. Chris right. Paul is the yeah yeah. And so I just feel like uh we we talked about it on my other podcast if the black players would have had more of a voice on what they could put they would have been putting stuff like yo uh, yeah. defund the police or mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor like stuff like that but see they yeah. don't have that ability like if you look at the list it's really yeah. whitewashed a little bit yeah it's it is really... it is yeah it is yeah. it is these performative responses are oh. 
Right. Hey, like hey, all hey. of these, all of these pain in the streets and Black Lives Matter. Hey, no, 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 wait, 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 no, no cap, no cap though, no cap though. The first one though, the first Black Lives Matter mural in DC. And I was not fucking with it at all. What? off rip because because what? because changing street black names black and putting those Plaza. and putting murals everywhere that does not wow. do anything well, it doesn't do anything it really okay, okay. Off, to be uh, quite honest it upset me all right divulge on that divulge on that a little bit my why did it piss you off because i have a take on that yeah okay so for me I get on Twitter and I see Mario Browser in the wake of people in a pandemic and mm-hmm. unemployment and Re- all that's going wrong like a revolution. We painted the street. I know you're. I know what's going on is wrong, but look what we did. We feel you. We hear you so much so that I got these city workers out their bed at 3 a.m. to come out here and paint it on the street. Paint Black Lives Matter on mm. the street, and then I'm going to go increase the police budget by, like, well, another... I'm not even going to quote the number, but it was yeah. after, like a couple million. I'm going to paint Black Lives Matter here, but then I'm going to treat people in Ward 7 and 8 in Southeast like trash. So don't paint mm. that shit. And then it was petty, like, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump's new address is 1600 Black Lives Matter. Do you think he gives a flying fuck what his No, he don't. Is? No, he don't. He, he, he don't. Walk out the front door. He's in a bunker. So he don't see that shit. Like, what did that do for anybody? Here's, here's a point I want to make. Here's a point I want to make. It's, it's the fly. And for him, no, he doesn't give a fuck overall. But for him... It is the fly in the room that's annoying as shit that I got to deal with that's outside of my actual house. Like, for him to even have the idea of black... Now, it's not 1600 Black Lives Matter. No, it's not that anymore. But the street uh, it, it is named Black Lives Matter, if I'm not mistaken. The, new, the name of the black new Lives street. Black Lives Matter Plaza. Black Lives Matter Plaza. And they dip in it. So, I, th- th- that's one thing. Secondly... Performative activism is a new term that I am now just being privy to. Does everybody in the room know what performative activism performative activi- activism Hell is? No. For the listener, I was gonna say because yeah. if you do for the listeners, so performative activism is basically what we've been seeing a lot of now. People do these gestures to appear as though they understand what's going on with the movement. They understand police brutality. They understand, um, you know, black plight in America. But really, it is just these surface level gestures. So they're hyping up their diversity inclusion, but all for what? So it's really just surface level, as the term says, performances that don't actually contribute to because even some companies are not, of course, directly related to the criminal justice system or anything like that. At all. In their lane of what they do, they could still have a greater impact than changing their logo. Or, you know, like adding rainbows to shit every year during Pride, you're not helping the LGBTQI plus community. That's performative. Any gesture that does not actually serve the purpose in which you're claiming you support is performative. Here's the thing. So, Calvin, the company you work for, Sierra, the company you work for, the company I work for, if they were, they are not in the business of racial uh, equality at all. But Calvin, your job specifically, because one of being one of the bigger companies in the world, what you guys did in front of the store that first day that I DM'd you about that, I said that was dope as fuck, right? Because I, I thought it was, right? If you don't, Calvin's store, they, uh, they, they did a Black Lives Matter mural in front of the store, right? Now, Which wasn't connected to the company at all. Right, which wasn't connected to the company at all, but, it, it, but that would fall under the category of performative activism. 
it, it would, it would, but it. you wouldn't put that in that category. I, cause I think Thor didn't do it. So there's no performance. They didn't perform has to be like somebody who portrayed Perfect. this gesture. Yeah. So okay. if Apple or who, I don't know who the story, but if that store was like, Hey, we dropped this out here knowing damn well, they treat their black employees like shit and don't do anything for the cause. Then it's performative. But if they didn't try to claim it, then yeah. It's just like if like if Walmart if Walmart was to do that shit right if they put and Walmart Walmart posts a a, a tweet that, th- that that they ain't they ain't posted a tweet about Black Lives Matter at all but then they go on Twitter and post something and re- change their Avi Black and post a tweet about Black Lives Matter and, and whatever so that I, I just learned about that like two weeks ago because uh, mm-hmm. of a, of another situation I can't talk about here you live on the show all these other CEOs just learned about it and that's yeah. why it's like a flood trend movement yeah so do just due to the constraints of the time that we have i do want to discuss one more thing that you've got on your list mine because i don't want to because i want to keep this conversation going so yeah um so i'm trying to think i'm trying to think i'm gonna put these two together and then i think it will lead to the fifth one that i have okay my next question is as far as our leader does the mm. black community, one, do we need a leader? Do we already have one? If we do, who is it? Um, Kanye West. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with y'all. I'm fucking with y'all. I'm fucking with y'all. I'm fucking with y'all. Um, and how do we expect that leader um, to unite? And how do we expect them to really sustain a movement? And I'll tell you really quickly where that came from. I just watched the new uh, Malcolm X documentary on Netflix. Um, oh, shit. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah, so everybody should check that out. It's very dope. It's like six episodes, um, kind of investigative documentary into his death and the government's involvement, the Nation of Islam. Like, it's very, very interesting. Um, But one of the things I noticed is that him being this figure for, you know, Black liberalism that he was, it came to a point where he could only do so much because he couldn't even sustain himself as this leader uh, image. One, because he didn't have a complete black following. He had, you know, people in the Nation of Islam and some others, but it wasn't like a total support and unity amongst the black community to support him. Um, so yeah, what? who is our leader? Do we need one? Like I said, what kind of things do we expect from them to get everybody on the same page? Um, and then my other thing as far as leadership goes is next, what should that leader or should we, if we don't need a leader, what should we as a unit have on the black agenda? You know, mm-hmm. so I've heard a lot of conversations about reparations, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, did y'all hear, by the way, the story on Asheville? Asheville I was just, I, was, I just saw that. I literally, yeah, so my, my girl Asheville, just sent that to me. Yeah. The council actually voted um, for reparations, but they're not going to do them in the form of direct payments um, to Black people. What they're going to do is just kind of like invest into and, black um, community into like black, black businesses stuff which so, i mean it's still dope but i mean in my head i'm picturing a new community center with the word nigger spray painted on the side and <laughs> yeah. um, but i want to have hope yeah, my. <laughs> i do okay i mean i feel it i feel I, it. I just i mean i feel like okay investing in communities is good but i feel like didn't holocaust um survivors and like they're didn't they get reparation or no? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. know. I, don't know. I read somewhere they that did. they did. Like money. Jewish people did get uh, money. They got oh. reparations. Yeah. So why can't black people get reparations? Why do we have to get 
Because investing into our communities is good for our present and our future generations. But what are we going to do for the generations that are like our, our parents and grandparents? And yeah, us? I mean, I th- I th- and I mean, I, I, there are people in charge that are there to make those decisions that I feel for them on making those decisions. And, and, and some of which we have the, uh, I don't want to say authority on, but we have you do we can, what we we you can vote we, we we have people we we have the power that's, that's these what I people should say. work for you yeah we right for, we pay for them they work for us yeah facts facts that's what i was trying to say now to answer your question about the leadership right now for those in the room if you want to say like who, who was the leader everybody looks at martin luther king back in the civil rights movement as you know the leader for the civil rights movement and you know that's the first one that comes off the top of my head but if i had to say right now shout out to tamika mallory yo shout out to tamika mallory because if i had to put my dollars into somebody who i felt was as passionate about what we are as a black community right now it would a hundred thousand percent be her when she gave that speech after i believe it was floor burned down and she took, said, i don't give a damn about target i don't i use that as the intro to the podcast that week because it was just we we had to talk about what was happening i used her snippet from her uh press conference that week um tamika mallory is one and she's really like the first person that kind of comes to mind that I would say, all right, this is one person and she's a, a woman that I think that we could get behind. Um, as a man, I struggle. I don't know. I, I, I can't think of a black leader out there as a man that is like actually, you know, I could say some bullshit like Diddy. Right, everybody fucks with Diddy, but 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 you know what I'm saying? Like somebody that's actually of the Barack ilk- Obama is not doing it for you. I figured that's what y'all might say. But if not, I understand. But I'm just curious. I think the only thing with Barack Obama is that he tied. I would, <laughs> he tied. Yeah, he, he had a long eight years. <laughs> yeah, he tied. I, I think that he's not in a spot to keep it going because of where he is in life. Mm. Like, of course, I, I think, of course, he's going to do his part, right? Like, he's going to speak out on injustices. I don't know if he can be the face of that movement, though. Damn, that's not, a, that's... not anymore. Damn, that's a, that was a good... You, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about my mans, though. That's my guy. Like, but, Barack but I think, is my guy. I think that's, I think that's the reason I, why, though, too. person that has overlooked him as far as that. Because I Damn, honestly think that's crazy. when he was president, that is kind of the role. People gave him that black savior role, and they feel disappointed or slighted by whatever did or did not happen. And Amen. so you know, like, well, you I'm had the not- chance, and you didn't do shit with it. So now who's next? I'm not one of those black people that feel disappointed by Barack. Not I know, okay. I, I'm, I'm not, and, and I know there's a lot of people. I know there's a lot of people that are, and that, that that's a that's another podcast. That's a that's a completely different podcast. But I, I'll put Barack on that list. I'll put Tamika Mallory on okay. that list. Uh, that's I mean, who? Not that that's bad. I'm not no shade. I'm just saying. Who? Nobody who? That you can think of. Uh, shit. I mean, shit. Charlemagne the guy. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. Wait. No. Uh, wait. Wait. No. 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 Angela Rye. Shout out to Angela Rye. She could be one. Or um. Uh man, what's my doctor who 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 uh he teaches coach. Tony Hesey coach, kind of yeah, but um. Oh. I think, but but to to answer your question, Maya, I think we're okay. missing that person, and I think that 
I think that uh, we we just need somebody to step up. Now, like I said, I, I would love to have Barack do that. I just don't think mentally he's in the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because if he was, he'd have been done it. But after those eight long years, y'all seen that nigga was tired. He was tired. Yeah, now, now, that's not to say, that's not to give him an excuse that he, he can't, like, quote, unquote, come out of retirement. But, but, but this, mm-hmm. the, the, I think 2020 is a lot different than what any of us have ever experienced in our life, right? So if this was a normal year and we would have been in July at this point, we probably would have been at one or two debates by now with Biden and Trump, right? We're not in that mode right now. Like, we're probably not going to get a, a debate between the two of them. And if so, it's going to be some fucking bull, it's some bullshit, virtual shit. They're not going to be. And if he, it, it, even if they are in the same room, I mean, that'll be headline news. But, you know, I, I'm not banking on that. Um, but I, I think Barack would have taken the forefront in normal circumstances, which, damn, I might be shooting him bail right now. I don't, shit, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the leader should be. We who- need one who, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, I, as you can see, cause my thing is when I went out to March, I think like I heard this girl talking she was an organizer. Like, I don't know who the F organized this. Like, I don't know. There's people marching this way. There's people marching that way. And so what you, I feel like you see a lot of people who have this momentum and have this passion, but your community level organizers are failing, not failing, but struggling. Um, your, you know, bigger nonprofit organization type organizers, they're limited. So it's just, it's a strain on everybody to like get shit in order logistically. And it's hard because it's easy to do things in one city and one scale, but on a national movement level, like that shit is hard. So yeah, just, can we expect that out of one person? You know, maybe we need a team. I don't know. Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. That's who I was going to say. Dr. Michael okay. Eric Dyson. Yeah, that's uh, who's going to say. So in, in, in closing, um, with everything that has been said, the black, because I, I just want to get what are in 120, 140 characters or less for Sierra and Calvin and, and my mm-hmm. as well, as far as the black agenda that is on the table, for 2020, we have an election coming up in a few months. That's going to be very imperative. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, me and Maya have been discussing a few things behind the scenes that we'll, we might touch on a little bit later. But Black Agenda, what is on Sierra and Calvin's Black Agenda for the election in 2020? Um, and, and Black Agenda. Like, do, or, or if you don't believe that you have something that you are demanding of, like, what when Sierra goes to vote in November, if you plan on to, if you if that's what you plan on doing, please tell me, you do. please. <laughs> what do you? What is it that you demand of your vote? All right, I'm, I'm gonna pull this. What? <laughs> what do you want your candidate Sorry. like? One issue, black issue. That you need your what's the what's the one black yeah what's the one black issue for you that you are just like I I want this to happen about this shit right now today for me I feel like it is one education and also police reform because obviously the way the police are operating are completely different when you look at how they operate in 
predominantly white communities versus urban communities that don't get as much funding and don't have as much resources as other communities. Um, also, like with this, as far as education is concerned, education in urban communities is, it's, it's, I can't even find a word to describe. They're yeah. underfunded. They don't have access to resources as like private schools or schools that are found in suburban communities and all that stuff. So those are really two things that are really important because I feel like they affect brown and black communities the most because a lot of the urban communities are predominantly the minority population. And yeah. I feel like that has to change as, as, especially as far, even, even down to how much teachers get paid. It doesn't make sense to me that a police officer and all this money is going into police and you know, their salaries and stuff like that. When obviously we've seen that they're not doing their jobs. Yeah. When you're expecting teachers to not only go back to school shortly because they're trying to open back schools up in the middle of a pandemic, but you have, I have a lot of teacher friends who have to get supplies and pay for supplies out of their own pocket and hold fundraisers and, and drives and all these things to make sure their students have the adequate amount of supplies. And that right there is stupid to me that you want them. You're already not paying them enough, but even outside of, paying their bills, living their life, they have to set aside money to fund their schools, ultimately. So education and police reform are definitely two big things on my agenda. Those are really affecting my people the most. I'm going to say police reform, definitely. And I think the other one would be... um, reparations piece but not just in the sense of just money but like total community reform Mm. like there's a lot of like black um like flint michigan still ain't got clean water shit like that you know what i'm saying like Mm. there's they want to make a documentary about it no yeah there's a lot of like communities that need restructuring and I, i want that to happen i want to give our our young generation a chance at a better life um and dare I say, an easier life than, than what we have had, because we've had to fight a lot of this all, you know, growing up. Um, yeah. So I, I want, like, not only when my kids come out, but even for my nieces and nephews right now, I want them to have a better um, experience going into schools and things like that. So community reform and uh, police reform, definitely. I, I, I want to say that I think I can kind of, concur with the both of you guys and just kind of say I'm, I'm I'm on the same page reparations uh you know if Joe Biden is going to be the candidate which he is and you know we're not going to act like he's not uh you know I'm not as opposed to Joe Biden as the rest of our peers are and I think Maya might disagree with me on that but I would like him to acknowledge a little bit more the 94 crime bill that he placed, uh, put in place, which is kind of where we're at, even with police reform right now. Uh, and just kind of be a little bit more apologetic about that. And, you know, some other things that I, I th- there are so many things that I could kind of discuss about what I want when I go into the booth in November. Uh, but I'll save that for uh, something else down the line. But my, I'll let you close out on the topic. 
Um, yeah, so I think y'all definitely covered the biggest one, police reform, criminal justice uh, reform in general, which is a whole conversation of itself. Mm -hmm. um, but then the other ones that I wanted to touch on as well are overturning um, some of these past convictions, going through people's records, especially with legalization of marijuana probably coming into mm. play with whoever this next candidate is. Um, nobody should be in jail for weed at this point. I can't stand to see these, uh, you know, whatever. Agreed. Dispensary, home grower, whatever fucking term you want to throw on it. But somebody else is doing 10 years separated from their family over like a couple grams. Or life, um, 20 years, 20 yeah, plus I years. I'm not feeling that shit. There needs when murderers and child molesters and all those people are getting five, ten, five A years. lot more emphasis on these conviction integrity units. Um, and then environmental, like Calvin touched on it, Flint, Michigan's water. You have a lot of black communities in the South, like um, I don't, North Carolina specifically, I think one of the black communities near like the hog farms their air is just like disgusting infiltrated to the point where hey 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 filter rates hey, among, uh, nigga, niggas need to put their foot on uh amazon net and i'm if, if we if when we start talking about environmental shit niggas need to put their foot on, on on amazon's deck but that again much a conversation yeah conversation for other times yeah Niggas gonna have to have to shoot the ones with Amazon. Everybody can keep avoiding it and bullshitting, but yeah. yeah. What yeah. the hell Amazon do? Wait, that's a conversation for another day, Gav. I'll tell you off the air. Conversation <laughs> for another day. Yeah. Not, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, but but Calvin, because people are gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" This is not. It's not to the point where you should not support Amazon. Like, keep using your Amazon Prime account and all this shit like that. What I'm just saying is we need to hold them a little bit more accountable for some of the practices and the shit that they're doing. That's Honestly, what I'm going to say. I'm going to go a little further than that. Like, if oh, you shit. don't need it, die hard, fuck Amazon. Like, mm, we, can't, okay. we okay. can't keep letting this go. We can't keep letting it get by. Amazon has too much of a hegemonic power as it is. Like, you can't just... I feel yeah. like people are ignoring it for convenience. That's another thing I'm going to talk about performative activism amongst us just doing shit out of convenience um like the Man. black squares on instagram but i'm not gonna go there yeah uh, is uh listen at, at, at the end of the show uh, i i won't i'm not i won't say a whole lot but i'll say a little something something to continue this conversation uh but i want to clap it up so much for maya because every time she's on the show it is a, a healthy conversation uh a very informative conversation and even if you didn't get anything out of this conversation here, you just at least got the opinions of young millennials. So any senator or governor or fucking person that's running for something, tune into the podcast and you might get some perspective on what the fuck black millennials is thinking about right now. So um, we do that every, well, we don't do that every week, actually. Shout out to Maya uh, for that. Um, in this last topic of the evening, hashtag talk about it. It's going to get a little, lighten it up just a tad, just a tad. Um, for the ladies in the room, I'm glad I'm doing this topic while I have two ladies and two men. Uh, Calvin, I don't think is aware of my topic, but basically, I am not. Basically, we all, me and Calvin, got a guy group of friends that we hang out with. Uh, Maya, I'm assuming you have girls that you hang out with, and Sierra, you have girls that you hang out with. And one of the staples in all of our friendships is the ability to have a girl's night and a guy's night. 
yo, ladies, we getting up one night. It could be a night on the couch drinking wine, watching a rom-com, crying about some shit. Or, fellas, it could be... Wait, 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 wait. We're going to get into that in a second. We're going to get into that in a second. Wait, we're going to get into that in a second. And then on the other hand, we got the fellas out here who we go out to the, you know, go out to the bar, grab a couple drinks, you know, the girls and the ladies. I was going to call y'all out your name just a moment, but I paused. The ladies, they be coming up to us. All but no, 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 I'm joking. Basically, what I want to have a discussion about is the differences between a girl's night and a guy's night. Who has the better night, number one, and secondly, what kind of goes into that? Now, girls, you are going to be given a little bit of girl code, so you may have guy listeners that get a little bit of sneak peek into the girls' night. And Calvin, I think we would owe them the same. We could give them a little bit of insight. We don't got to give them all the tea, but we'll give them but a little. Do we? But do we owe them that? <laughs> we, we owe them a little, a little something, something. Uh, so we'll do this as just by the nature of being a gentleman. We'll, do, we'll start with the ladies, and we'll start, we'll start with the guests. Uh, Maya, the last girl's night you had or your most, or even the one that just kind of stuck out to you the most that was like, man, I just really appreciate my girls. Talk about that a little bit. So I literally just had girls night like last Friday. That's all I've been doing during quarantine is girls. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know why y'all have this idea that we just sit around and cry over men. That's not what girls... I, did, wait, wait, I didn't say men. I did not say men. I said y'all would cry over... Y'all could cry over it. Y'all could cry over a movie. Okay, well, no, we don't. Well, not at I've my, never really watched a movie girls during night. Girls' Night. Yeah, like we're up, Kikin, especially like I have Girls' Nights with my large sisters. Like, y'all know your old grandma. We're drinking. We could be going out. If we're, it depends. Like, Girls' Night, I think, has a lot of different titles. So, like, Girls' Night could be, it's just any function where niggas not allowed. We could be going out clubbing, pre-gaming, doing the whole nine, and that's the girls' night. Or it could be like a wine and design, like chill at the crib, bring food and shit, and that's girls' night. So I think we have a bigger range of girls' nights, but either way, I'm going to say that the women's girls' nights are better because we put a lot more thought and execution into our shit, where I feel like y'all just kind of like get together and like <laughs> look at each Randomly. other. Randomly. <laughs> We plan this out. We look forward to girls' night. Girls' night is super intentional. Very and it might even be girls' day, where we have a whole day. Okay. Of yeah. plan, a whole yeah. itinerary. But we're very intentional about it, very serious about it. And it's really just about, like, yeah. Those are better at planning anyway. hair and, like, just girl power. Boy. So I you think said- we make more <laughs> of it than y'all do. And for that reason, ours is better. Uh, well, uh, shout, that, that, that's somebody's girl uh, calling him right now. It's me. Popping girls uh, night is. That's why. You know what? I do want to say, I want to touch on something real quick, but to Maya's point before Sierra goes. So as you all know, as we discussed at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Calvin just so graciously added me as a host to his wedding. Uh, so with that, that does uh, give me also a, a, a distinguished privilege of going to the bachelor trip as well. And uh, the conversation centered around that. I'm not going to go to too much detail because I don't want to, you know, talk about this too much. But, uh, you know, this was Sunday that this was announced officially to people that were unaware. And the conversation around what the guys are going to do versus what the girls are going to do, it has been brought to my attention 
that the girls already have a full-blown itinerary for because said, we does this for said location. Now, mind you, now, now I need Calvin to go on this part because <laughs> what's interesting to me is like niggas didn't even have a location, and then we had a location like within four, within 24, 48 hours, and within that day there was a full itinerary for the entire for the entire thing. And so, yeah, so let, let, let's talk about this. Let's unpack this a little yeah. bit. Oh, yes, please, um, please unpack. Um, men always have better times together because we're not catty. Not saying all women Not are. all women are catty. Not all women are catty. I understand. However. <laughs> no, you don't, clearly. Calvin, I need your face in this one. Yeah, let me see you, Calvin, because you can't be for real. I'm talking about ours are better because we're not catty. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to let me let me get situated here. I don't think that y'all are always catty. However, um, men just know how to have a good time. And women no, too. No, no, no. But guys just we just have good times at all times with no problem. We are the definition of this good time. This misconception that women hang out with women that they don't really get along with. No, no, that's not what we said. That's not what we said. He said women are catty. He's alluding to it. He's alluding to it when he says women are catty. Yeah. No, 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 but girls' night is a we don't do that. Cattiness. We're not. We don't do that. That's the whole point of girls' night. If we have an issue, you're not invited to girls' night. Place to address it. Thank you. Yeah, and that's code. We're not gonna handle something if there's if there's a is there's friends that have issues with each other and I've experienced this. I've been one of the friends that has like something to hash out with the friends. Girls' night is not the time and place nor to to do that at all. What that is com- that is yo hold on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let y'all get that lie up. I'm not gonna get. I'm, girls' night is yo, no I'm, drama. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna get y'all. Yeah, I'm girls' not, night I, is no drama. If you know you're about to have yo. a girls' night. Then girls' y'all night is lame as fuck. <laughs> That's because y'all don't know how to have a good time. Yo, first of all, we I'm have not, a good time all the time. We have a great fucking time. Talk about us, impersonate us. Nigga, we don't. First of all, we don't be talking about y'all. If anything, oh, damn <laughs> no, we don't know. Yo, can, I, Calvin, as my witness. On this podcast, on this I'm land. That you hey. don't talk about women during God's night. Is that no, I mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talk about women, but we don't talk about y'all. Like, and, and when I, and when I mean y'all, and, and when I mean, and when I say y'all, I'm literally talking about our women. Our women may come up in passing. Oh, you know, shout out to her. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's like, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? <laughs> that's see, see, that's, that's neither here nor there. Beyonce. <laughs> we talk. Beyonce, we talk about. We talking about Rihanna and Beyonce. That's it. That's it. Rihanna and Beyonce. Hey, look, we talk about them so much that they need to come on this damn podcast. Right, but see what happened is uh, Sierra is about to get a lie off. I cannot go off of this. We are not gonna sit here and act like there is not heart to heart moment. Like y- y'all, not, girls, not. What, du- what do you mean by heart to heart moments? Because heart to heart moments doesn't mean you hash out your drama. No, not you might not even have drama, but you just may have shit that's going on with your life. Oh, girl, I'm not. You Y'all know, just I, think that we sit around and just be like, "Girl, this is what's going on in my Sierra, life." Sierra, 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 and Maya, and Maya, and Maya. Listen, that's I am a product. Time to come 
I mean, no. I'm not going to sit here and act like our lives don't come up, but it's not a kumbaya session where we sit down and each of us cries or gets <laughs> emotional about the shit that goes on in our lives. Full disclosure. We come together, we catch up, especially if there's some people that haven't seen each other in a long time, we catch up. Some some people might have some shit to get off of their chest since it's face it's face to face. But we get together, we make we make it memorable. Y'all gotta get stuff off your chest though. We ain't we ain't, we ain't got time for all that bullshit. And that's, that's the problem. That we're gonna and talk that's about. the problem. Y'all have issues, y'all gossip, y'all have beef and little man click issues just like women do. So let's not. Huh? I mean, I mean, do. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Y'all definitely do. Y'all just don't talk anything. about it. Y'all just don't talk about it. Anything and being a man is just drama free. Hell no. Because the male, I mean, no, no, be the man. No, be no, no, be the man is drama free. But being no. drama free does come with its own issues. That is that. That's a fact. It's not drama free. Y'all just it don't is. know how to communicate. No, we know how to, that's bullshit. We know how to communicate. Well, th- yeah, no, we, we know how to communicate, but we just don't, com- we, we may not communicate the no, way that y'all do. You are about to say No, 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 no. We y'all not go, don't y'all- do it. We just avoid it. And then we just be like, well, shit, we didn't talk about it in two weeks. So it's squash and we still boy. No, nah, I ain't even going to say. That's exactly how y'all agree. Yo, y'all yo, yo, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like, we'll definitely talk about it and squash it though. Like, it ain't even we, we don't, we don't, we don't let that shit affect our brothers. Like y'all we don't let, let it affect, that shit our, affect our, our sisterhood. Oh my god! Why you, why you put, why you put it quotes on it? It ain't sisterhood. It ain't sisterhood. But in the same token, we don't we communicate and actually talk about our issues. We, there's no tiptoe. We don't let weeks go by and be like, oh, well, you know, it is. But that's no. because, but we no, come no. correct and be like, this is what it is. This is what it ain't. Let's hash it out and let's move forward. But that's because the frequency of shit happening happens more with y'all than it happens with us. No, that's not. That that is, that's a fact. Women no. are better communicators. The fact that you as- even pose this question, Nick, it shows yeah. me that you already have some preconceived notions that you think women's girls night is just this Thoughts of like, oh, wait, wait, wait. you're no different from y'all. Like, what in your initial thoughts made you think that like a girls' night is somehow a different type of celebration than a guy's? It's, it is. Oh, but it is. It's not. Yo, it is. I just for full disclosure, I got a girlfriend. Shout out to her. Does <laughs> she know who she is? <laughs> Shout out. To her. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out like this. I have been a witness to about over the, I'll say just in 2020, I have been a witness to at least six to seven girls nights where one, I've either been partially involved in, or I have removed myself at the inception of start of girls night, correct? I've had, I have had Beyonce Coachella concert in my damn living room 20 times this damn, in this damn shit, all right? Because of a girls night. So I am aware of the types but of conversation. But you can't No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, oh, I know, I know. But here's the thing. That's this a is big where, oh, wait, wait, wait. And this is where my sample size comes in at. Because my girlfriend, shout out to her again, she has a variety of different cliques. So it may not be the same click. It may be a group of four girls here and then another But week. it's still the same girlfriend. It's, it's another group. It's another group of click Ooh, friends yeah. here. All right, that's fair. All right. She I'll does be- the same shit because she's the same person, Nick. All right. So I'll give all right. So I'll give y'all that. Boom. 
Unless no. you have a different girlfriend. I, 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 I'll give you that. But I'm, I'm going to sit here and say this. I'm, y'all not going to sit here and act like there are not conversations that are happening within Girls' Night that don't arise that bring up, like, um, like deeply rooted emotions. But that's not guaranteed every single time. Oh, no, that's what at I'm all. saying. You sometimes have we come together. Yeah. Sometimes we come together because we haven't seen our girls in a long time. Right. So we want to turn up and relax. That's the perfect girls. time. The, the the fact that you haven't seen them in a long time is the perfect time for you to catch. Yo, Calvin. Yo. Okay, so why don't if, do if that, that's so. true? If that's true, why don't y'all do that every time y'all link up? Well, it's uh, look, 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 well, well, look for for uh-uh. us. No, 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 right? Because that shows that shows the sense that show that that shows the sense of your preconceived notion that when women come together, it's just this emotional release and kumbaya. When that's not the case all the time. Well, it don't, well sometimes, well, sometimes it don't end in kumbaya. Sometimes, <laughs> it, sometimes it don't end in kumbaya. Sometimes it end in like, nah, this bitch tripping. I does sometimes this nigga foul, bro. I mean, we ain't cool. Y'all have the exact same. Every hey, hey, Calvin. When the last time is the same shit that y'all do. Calvin, when's the last time you beef one of your niggas, bro? Real talk. You you don't gotta Um, say that. When's the last time you had a real like that that you had to address? I would say it it would have had to been from like high school. And even then, come on, even come then, on, wait, Calvin, like, Calvin, Calvin, don't do me like that, bro. I know. Calvin, come on, don't, don't do all, me like will, that, bro. I will hit the chats and find some. Somebody knows something about some shit. Like, tr- like truly beefing with a nigga. Okay, yeah, I feel like beef was the wrong. Okay, word. okay, beef okay. So beef, conversation, uh, uh, exchange of words, uh, uh, a, a moment of disagreement. If we, a moment of disagreement. I mean, that, I mean, that happens. That happens every other day. <laughs> <laughs> but we we you know we have a good relationship so we we get over that shit. Eggs. But the why are we different? That women don't. And why are don't. we different? Shit women do not. Groups is dumb. You don't. I don't know women where don't you do get that, that from. That's we a lie. All the time. I don't know what women that you have gotten this narrative from. Oh my God! See, here we go with the women that we did date. So here we go. Here we go. You're taking your experiences. You're taking your experiences that you have from the women that you've come in contact with, and you're making a generalized statement that all female friend groups operate that way, and that's not true. Okay, so then, all right. So who has a better night, girls or guys? Girls. Say girls again because we plan things, as you just said. We plan things better. But see what happens. The actions and what actually takes place and who does what and how we move. We do. We put a lot more thought into it. But we just plan better. You, you know what? And, and and again, this is why I went to go to the fact that I said, I turned around, I, you know, it was a chat that was created. I said, man, the girls got a whole itinerary and, and, and for, for every single day. They got it planned down and jotted down to the hour. Now, I'm not saying that ain't fun, but I went down to a location with Calvin and another one of our <laughs> homies. And we had no itinerary. Just, no itinerary. And it, was just, and it was just fine. And we found, and we had a great, grand old time. And that's the thing. It'd be like, yes, it's cute to do all the other things that y'all do. That's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not acting like I done seen like, oh man, the girls really did like some dope shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that that's the case, but you know, the organicness, that's, that, that's what it is. Men got this organic shit. That's just kind of like, yo, because, oh. and, 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 and Calvin, when's the last time you had a guy's night? Mm, really don't have them like that. That's but the thing. we don't really don't have them like that either. 
but but when we do, they they lit. They, they lit the fuck up. They go crazy. <laughs> Can we please though speak to this organic thought that mm. you had? Like women have the same organic good time energy. Do y'all? Yes. Like we don't hang out with women that we don't want to be around. That's when you have girls' night. It's with the bitches that's like gang gang. It's not just a right. associates or a friend or two. When you go or to random, night, it's your clique, your crew. <laughs> But that's, so, what, but that's what we're talking about. The organicness is what we do in the moment, not I the know. organics. That's of- what I'm saying. Because night is not for random chicks to just come over. Like, if I don't like you, you're not yes. coming. And to so, because night. we are the same clique, we're gonna have <laughs> that organic energy. So that's why your girl and See, all the girls' nights look the same because that's her energy and that's her friends' energy. But me and my friends and our energy is on some turned up shit. So when we have girls' night, it's gonna be some drinking. It's gonna be some shit. I mean, that's, I mean that shit is happening too. Here, y'all cannot sit here and provide a rebuttal to that statement because y'all guys' nights consist of the same people. Like, there's not a random nigga that just happens to be in the midst of y'all's but, guys' but night. I, I, right. That, but I did. That's not what I'm saying. I, what I'm it's saying. It's always gonna be the you, same, right. Al, Andre. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It might you know, be in there. It, uh, it's, so, uh, Evan, Najib, all of them. There's some, they're hey. going to be the same people every time. But all the, first off, every person that you name, that it just, if let's say all those guys got together, because all those guys wouldn't correlate with one another, but even but if I'm they saying, did, no, no, I agree. They, no, no, I agree. No, I agree. I'm about to, I'm about to get, but I'm about to give you the play by play. I'm about to give you the play by play. If even if we all got up together and did that, right? The fact that we were all in the same room together doing something as a unison would be a celebration within its own. That's but the point. That's but that's that's that that's the point. Happens. There's not gonna be a dude that Calvin invites to his house to have a guys' night that he does not know or does not fuck with. He's going to invite people that he knows and that he genuinely fucks with in his home, which is why the vibes are going to be good. When I mentioned the word organic, I was talking about the specifics of what were happening, not the organicness of the people. When I said organic, I meant that all of us, all the guys that you named would get together. We would all come together and be like, yo, what what you trying to do? Whereas y'all would have had a group chat that would have been texting from two days before, knowing that y'all all all going to go to Maya's house on Tuesday night to come here, BYOB, and y'all going to have this for dinner. And there's going to be this person that has this particular thing that they've got going. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about, the difference. You know why? Believe, this belief that y'all have that women are incapable of meeting women they don't know and still having good I didn't I'm not bringing up other I'm not bringing up other I people that are in your club. I don't even like this yeah. notion that y'all have that men are just this go with the flow carefree but when it's women, y'all not it's gotta be problematic it has to be oh. you just have these expectations of what you think our girls might is because everything like well, we would do this as if we wouldn't like it's the same thing. Hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. I'm going to a back. As a friend, like as a plus one, yeah. and the girls didn't even know me, and they made me feel good as hell. It wasn't no cattiness. It wasn't no none of that. So this whole notion that oh y'all are just no just no ours would be our friends because we're <laughs> because they're my friends. That's why they go good. As if if I invited 
if we had a girls night and girls, everybody didn't really know each other, but there was a couple of cool friends and they had a couple of acquaintances and we all just got together that it wouldn't go good. There would be some cattiness. Listen, this, listen, that. No. the question was who's having more fun. We would. No. By, by all, by, by far. Whatever, whatever, whatever logistics you want to part, whatever logistics and and metrics you want to play that by. Let's say this: fun is subjective. So maybe to to y'all showing up with not shit put together, no idea, no budget, no wardrobe, just showing up drunk. Maybe that's fun to y'all, and I commend you all for getting together to do that. But for us, as women, we like to have an agenda. We like to know what we're going into. We still do the same turn up, the same pre and the same bullshit. It's an itinerary. But we just like an itinerary. We know, we like to know we're getting our <laughs> That doesn't make it like, you can still plan to have some organic fun. Hey, y'all, from two to three, we just going to walk the strip, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Hey, from nine to whatever, we just going to go to the bar and see what happens. We, but we literally plan for the organic nature of things. Like, it's How- still there. Calvin, how well of a communicator do you think that you'll be for organizing your own bachelor party? <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. I'm trying to do good now. You see how I've yes. been in the chat. But honestly, if they're going to plan everything, I'm letting it go. Hey, hey, yes, I'm going to just show up. Right. Yo, and we exactly. probably going to be late, but we're going to be there. Exactly. Hey, look. Hey, man. Listen, I want to say this. Bottom line, guys will have fun on their guys' night. Girls will have fun, too. Fun is subjective. Shout out to Maya. But we all know who will have a little bit more fun than the other. That's all. Of I'm course. Saying. People who put time and thought into it. The women. That's what I'm telling you. I want to go. The, the best fun is always just like out of the, the norm fun. And it it's is. not it's not playing. So it is. We yeah. weren't expecting that. I want to go ahead and clap it up. <laughs> Time for the Push and Start podcast, man. Y'all have been fucking amazing tonight, man. I can't listen. Uh, if you have, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, if this is your last time tuning in, shout out to you. Regardless, uh, we have Maya on the show occasionally. This is the Make America Trap Again series. So if you're interested, like, oh, I want to hear what Maya has to say uh, beforehand, go back and look at Make America Trap. Uh, episodes and that's that uh Maya anything upcoming for you anything that, that that you're working on I know you're in law school anything going on with that um yes yeah, so I'm going into my last year y'all please pray for me we will be online um, did we have you did we have you on the show your first year of law I think you got me the summer after summer okay okay but we've been with you on your journey through law school yeah 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 that's dope that's dope yeah. That's dope. That's so, dope. Y'all yeah, been there for the whole, I, I definitely came before I even got into law school, I think. Or I knew I had just gotten accepted. And then I think I came again the summer after That's my dope. first year. So That's yeah, y'all been with me the whole way. So we get into the end, trying to wrap that up. Um, you know, I got some some other shit cooking up. I feel like now is my time to to take my talents to new heights. So I'm gonna work on that, but I, I like to have things a little more fleshed out before I drop it. So yeah, I'll work on that. I'm gonna drop that later for everybody else. Um, other than that, I just want my people to do good, be good, and get our shit together. Yeah. Um, for November, be prepared. We probably gonna take an L, and when I say take an L, I don't mean like you know lose or whatever. I mean take an L in like 
the voter suppression is gonna be there. Some yeah. of the people we need are probably gonna lose. Like some shit is just gonna happen, as you can see, the way 2020 is going. Um, but I want us to keep the momentum and remember this is a movement and not a moment. And so we just gotta stay strong. I do want to say I do uh, appreciate the commentary that Maya brings to the pod every single time she's on here. Uh, in regards to what you have cooking up, I am aware and uh, fully supportive of that. And I, I, you know, I can't wait for the for the actual world to kind of see uh, what that is. So that's that, that's going to be dope. Um, Sierra Danielle, what do you have planned for? the weekend guys be 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 oh my gosh what, what do you have planned <laughs> what do you have planned so um i am going to um virginia during oh. quarantine oh, during quarantine right. yeah, during quarantine oh oh whoa, 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 whoa. no 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 this ain't about me this ain't no, no, no. about me let's talk this about it this ain't oh, about let's me. talk about it oh my god <laughs> calvin you went to south carolina and nick you just went to texas did i Where's the history? It ain't no history bit. It ain't no history. It ain't no history bit, Calvin. It ain't no history. Can't confirm nor deny that. Nope. Can't do Because I'm sure somewhere on these damn episodes, you said you filmed a wedding in South Carolina. I don't film, recall. Film the wedding. Calvin don't even got no equipment right now. I don't even have a camera. <laughs> you don't even got a camera. <laughs> That's a lying. The lies you tell. But I'm going to Virginia. Um, I don't know what B has planned. I just know that we're going hiking on Saturday. Other than that, I don't really know. He just told me to get some cute outfits and I did a little fashion show and he approved. So hmm. I have no clue. And we love, him. we love a man that makes plans. This is oh, oh, speaking of which, you know, we yeah. do this. You know, we do okay. this. For, you know, right. Yeah. Thank you, Calvin. You know, we do this every single time on the podcast. Uh, Maya, for the for the fellas out there that's listening to the podcast, like, oh, boy, I love this intellectual woman right here. She's she's lawyer. <laughs> bae. Fan. Oh, lawyer. Bae. Uh, are we in a relationship? Um, we are not. I've been out here. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you dating? Are you open to dating? I'm open to dating. I'm not dating, especially now. Like, how are you supposed to date during quarantine? Okay. Okay. There's still ways. There's hey, still hey. Ways. Yeah. You know what? You, a man that wants you will make it happen. A man of hey. Obviously, you're going hiking, so I'm I'm missing something. Are you going out there and exposing yourself to Corona? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, damn. But I damn. Was when you went to South damn. Carolina. I don't recall. And I Nick, don't like you did when you went to Texas. I, all the all the shots and stuff posted in and, and Tennessee. Where, do you have any proof of videos? I don't think she does. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she's just saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just talking. Engagement gathering. It looked like more than a crowd of ten. It did. No, <laughs> engagement gathering. What is that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, listen, uh, Calvin. I the think whole bridal party. Didn't you say you had the whole bridal party at your house? I don't, yeah, I don't but, think but, I ever I said that. that. Wasn't it from? Well, 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 but even if you did, who said that the bridal party did not consist of CDC regulation? <laughs> like, who said that? Was your the IG story. Both of your IG. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I don't recall either. <laughs> I don't recall. Wait, wait, Calvin. Before before I get to your weekend, uh, I think we, uh, Calvin. I think it's our time to play Cupid, uh, for Maya. Uh, okay, well, again, Maya, I'm gonna yeah. put you on. I got you. Don't yeah, 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 no. yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. don't have to. Really yeah, yeah. Nice. No, no, no. We, yeah, we got you. No, we got you. I, I promise you, we got you. No. Uh, Calvin, man, what you doing this? Uh, what you doing this weekend, man? This weekend, um, hmm. 
I don't really think I'm doing anything this weekend. Just hanging out? Yeah, uh, I think I just got to work. Oh, my parents and uh, my fiance's parents are coming over Sunday. Oh, We're nice. I have like a meeting with the parents to kind of figure some stuff out for the wedding. Mm. Nice. That should be cool. That should be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy will be in the QC uh, pretty much all weekend. So I'll be there, be back, and um, pray for your boy. You, I'll be out there on the lakes and the waters and whatnot. You know how crazy it is on the water right Just now. Just be so. safe, my guy. You already know, man. But listen, I love y'all. Peace, love, happiness. Push to start podcast. We will see y'all next week, man. Peace. Peace.